Well, hey friends, Karis Snyder here and welcome to Carline Conversations. I'm coming back to you from the car line. And before we jump into our conversation today, don't forget you can follow along with us on several of the podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. I love our unique partnership with KHCB Radio, keeping him close by. A radio station based out of Houston, Texas. You can hear Carline Conversations stream there every week on Wednesdays. They have some other wonderful podcasts there that you can listen to um, on their Uplifted Hour. It has been a fun partnership with them and Spark uh, Radio, Spark Podcast. So go check those out. Check out their radio station. They do some great things there. If you want to follow along with me on social media, I love staying in touch with you and having lots of great conversation with you. You can find me at Karis Snyder, C-A-R-I-S-S-N-I-D-E-R on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And if you haven't joined our email family yet, I would love to invite you to come. I enjoy sending freebies out to you, encouragement out to you. I don't bombard you with a lot of email. I totally get it. Um, But I try to keep you in touch with all the new things that are coming, exciting things that are coming. You can also find my resources on my website at karissnyder.com. And I am so excited about two new resources coming out in 2023. I have a children's picture book coming for our Anxiety Elephants series for those four to eight-year-olds. The title, There's an Elephant on My Chest. So that's going to be a great book for your kids. Launch team information is coming soon for that one. And then Mama's you are not forgotten. We have a devotional coming for us the end of August. The title is Carline Mom Devotional. I cannot wait for you to get this book, get this encouragement in your hands. So again, stay tuned for all of that. You can go ahead and pre-order at any of the online platforms that you may order your books from now. So let's jump into our conversation and get into part two of taking care of your mental health. Now, I know last week we talked about your thoughts and how to take those thoughts captive and journaling. This week, I want to talk to you a little bit more about your triggers and coping skills. Now, I get it. We are adults and sometimes we say, you know, we are set in our ways and there's no way we can change things. But in reality, that is not true. The amazing thing about our brains is that we can build new pathways, new neuropathways to think differently, to live differently and respond differently. And I love that we can do that. I love that that God made our brains in that way that even though we've taught it to do something for so many years, we can unlearn those things so that we make room for these new healthy, healthy ways of living, which is what we want to do, right? We want to make sure that we are modeling healthy skills to our kids, but it's also worth it for us to to. Put these new healthy skills in. You know, we are being aware, we're acknowledging kind of where we're at, what we're doing, how we do those things and why. So we got to put in new things to do things uh, in a new, brand new way so we can live in a brand new way. And I want that for you. I want that even, you know, for myself as I'm learning all the things about 
faith and mental health and, and coping skills and triggers. I'm still learning and I'm still growing. So I want you to know, like we say on this podcast, when we have these conversations, we're all, you know, we have those struggles. We have those moments in this journey where, where we have a hard time. And, and I would love to say that, that I don't still struggle at times, but that's not true. And we, we keep it real here. Okay. So there are days where I still struggle. So we want to get out of those um, thinking pathways of struggling and responding so that we can push through the struggle. So first of all, triggers. This is going to be something that you're going to have to sit down and take a minute to think about. What triggers you to go into anxiety? Maybe that triggers you to panic or to be overly nervous, overly worried overly afraid about what might happen and then is there something is there moments is there things that trigger you to go into a place of dread and sadness so you might be asking what do you mean trigger and there is a lot of information on this and I would highly encourage you to look it up to look up information on triggers but triggers are basically it's kind of like a light switch if you will it switches on that anxiety response or that response of, of dread, sadness, depression. And when you can identify those triggers, then you're going to be more prepared in how you respond. There are, I don't want to use the word popular, there are triggers that lots of people have. And those can be things like, for example, maybe you get triggered when you talk about money. Finances is a trigger for you. It makes you nervous, it makes you anxious, and that trigger may be connected to a memory that you have growing up as a child. Maybe you grew up and it was very difficult for you with your finances. Your family went through a trying time when it came to to money. And so because you have that memory connected to money, you have an emotion that is also connected to money that triggers that anxiety response, that nervous response, that fear, worry, sadness, anything like that. Okay. So that's kind of how triggers go. It's going to be typically like a memory or a moment connected to these emotions. So if it's not finances, it could be where change is a trigger for you. It could be that things that you feel like you can't control is a trigger for you. Test, test might be something that triggers you. And again, you may have that connected to when you were in high school or you took the ACT exam or you had a teacher when you were in middle school that told you that you were gonna fail all your tests you weren't a smart student. Those things can be triggers. So what I want you to do is kind of think about that. When you feel anxious, when you feel, again, overly worried or feel dread, what, what happened? What's going on? Kind of think about what's going on. This might take you back to those moments where you are journaling, you're jotting down things to figure out what triggered that. Uh, you may be triggered by conflict. You don't like arguments. You don't like to be in a, in a situation where you have to have a, a hard conversation. And again, that emotion uh, of anxiousness is triggered through a memory that you have. 
so you want to identify those things. And I know that can feel uncomfortable, but if you can know your triggers, if you can know why that is a triggering thing for you, it's going to help you on your coping skill part. Fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of being alone. Those are triggers. Then you can look at what you are consuming in your body, believe it or not. Too much caffeine, too much sugar, those can trigger an anxiety response in your body. So how much coffee do you drink a day? How many energy drinks do you consume? Do you eat a lot of sugar? More sugar than what they say is our daily, what our daily intake could be. Take a look at those things. Alcohol can also trigger these responses. If you, you know, consume alcohol, how much is, is that that you, is it on a daily basis, a weekly basis? So you want to look at these things and identify them. Look at your medication that you take as well because there are side effects from some medications that can trigger these anxiety responses. So maybe you've never dealt with feelings of anxiousness or dread, and now here recently you are. Well, maybe look at your medication, look at what's going on with that, and it may be where you need to talk to your doctor, reach out to them, ask them some questions, ask them what's going on, if you need to do something differently and have that conversation with them because they're going to be able to give you the guidance that you need when it comes to that medication. So that's just a little information about triggers. And again, once you kind of start becoming aware of what's triggering these responses, you're gonna be able to know how to not be reactive, but how to be responsive so that it doesn't get the best of you and take you by surprise. Now, when it comes to how we cope, how we do respond when this is triggered, this is something where we're going to have to think about as well. Typically for our brains, our brains will cope in a way where it gives us an immediate response because it thinks that it is protecting us, taking care of us, um, you know, and just keeping us safe. But in reality, what it's doing is possibly isolating us away and numbing the pain instead of dealing with the pain. So some coping skills that we tend to go towards when we feel that anxiousness or we feel that dread or fear or worry. We may isolate ourselves. We pull away from people. We stop talking to people and we just kind of begin to just go inward instead of doing things in an outward way. And we just hide away, afraid of letting anybody in, afraid of letting them know what's going on, because we believe that if they know, if they know what we're dealing with, if they know the struggle that we're having, that they're going to reject us. So we just go ahead and just pull away so we don't have to feel that pain of rejection. So is that something that you do when you begin to feel that dread or that overwhelm or the stress that you have in your life? Do you isolate? Do you pull away? Maybe that's not what it is. Sometimes we will use to numb the pain. We'll use inappropriate relationships. We'll talk to to people that may not be safe people for us to talk, talk with, that may not be good voices for us to talk with that can bring harm. Do Is it food? Do you use food or drink to numb that pain when you are feeling 
overwhelmed, worn out, just defeated, and you feel like all hope is lost in your life, do you use those things? And, and we can use food and drink in those coping skills. We might overeat because that just makes us feel better, or it may not be that you're overindulging. It may be where you're not eating at all and you're starving the pain. I know for me personally, that was one thing that I did. So these are not healthy coping skills. And again, it may make us feel okay at the moment, but it's not healthy. And another thing that we might do is avoid. We avoid everything. We avoid the situation. We pretend like it's not going on. We pretend like um, everything is fine. I'm good. I'm fine, right? Uh, we, We try to avoid by getting lost in our social media, getting lost in our work getting lost in our children's activities, whatever we can do to avoid thinking about it, talking about it, we just do that and we continue to push down and push down and push down. So which one of these maybe do you find yourself using? So when we identify triggers, when we identify these unhealthy coping skills, then we can begin to add in things that are really gonna help us take care of our mental health. We can realize, oh, I do get triggered when I talk about money, so I don't want to avoid it and just pretend like it's not going on. I want to face that. I need to log in to our finances and see what's going on and ask questions. And and this is all going to take practice because your brain is not used to this. Maybe, again, a trigger is fear of failure or rejection. And you just pull away and isolate yourself away. So a new healthy response might be, I'm going to reach out to a mama friend and see if she wants to have coffee one day this week and just reach out. Now they might say no, that doesn't mean it was the wrong thing for you to do. It just means she might have a busy schedule and you need to reach out to another friend and and ask her. So write these things down. What's those triggers? What's your coping skills? And begin to think about how you can respond differently in a healthy way instead of pulling away, hiding away, pushing yourself out there like the mama birds do to the baby birds instead of avoiding and saying everything's fine be honest when it's not and use those healthy relationships in your life when you need to use those and let's drink some more water we talk about that a lot and let's get ourselves moving and continue to pray continue to talk to God and just ask him to help you to put the helpers in your life that you need and to put these healthy skills in your life so that you can be all that he has created you to be I want to thank you for joining me in the car line and I'll talk to you soon